Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, our topic is stumbling blocks to engagement. In other words, Christians getting engaged in government. Christians getting engaged in policy. I don't like using the term getting engaged in politics because uh, that's a different world and there's a lot of things there, but we should be engaged in government. We should be engaged in policy. Now, with this, we talked about yesterday how that everything is a part of the kingdom of God. There is nothing that does not belong to God. Now, the thing of it is, there are people who are in rebellion to God. There are organizations that those organizations or institutions are not in alignment with God. So therefore, they're not in alignment with the kingdom of God. And part of us seeking first the kingdom is bringing people and organizations, institutions, into alignment with God because we're to seek first the kingdom. And that should, be, that should entail every aspect of life. There should not be an aspect of life that we're not seeking the kingdom first. We should be seeking the kingdom first in everything. It's one time I was asked, what do you think is the difference between our modern revivals and the Great Awakenings? I said, personally, I, I think that's a very easy answer. And the person was really, they said, really? And I said, yes. I said, I actually, in doing some of the reading on some of the Great Awakenings, I said, I actually disliked certain things that went on in the Great Awakening. And I thought, oh, well, that part needs to be, that needs to go away. That, that, that part's not right. And the more I began to look at our revivals and different things, I realized that we had basically the same things they had except for the one piece I didn't like. <laughs> the one piece I didn't like, I came to realize, was the difference between a revival and an awakening. And that difference is, and, and the, I was in a group of pastors when I was asked, what is the difference between our revivals and great awakenings? And I said, we ask people to make Jesus Lord over their lives and everything in their life except the political realm. We leave that out. We don't believe we should go there. And the stumbling block I want to talk about today is misunderstanding separation of church and state the misinformation about that and not understanding that properly is a stumbling block for a lot of people getting engaged. But you see, in the Great Awakenings, 
they actually preached that every part of life needed to come under the authority of God in our lives. Everything that we thought, everything we participated in, every activity we had should be submitted to God and to his kingdom. No exceptions. Our modern revivals go everywhere but governmental arena, policy arena. We No, we're not supposed to go there, separation of church and state. That is the difference between a great awakening. If you've been praying for a great awakening, then you've been praying for the church to actually begin to understand that it has to engage in the political arena. Charles Finney, who was one of the, the uh, great men of God that were used in the Second Great Awakening, in his revival lectures, in Hindrances to Revival, in the chapter on Hindrances to Revival, he said that, talking about things that kill a revival, if you would, he said, you cannot expect God to bless you if you will not confront the ills and the evils of society. That was, and he was one of the main proponents, main ministers in the Second Great Awakening. That, and again, when I first read his revival lectures and wanting to understand what happened in the Great Awakening, I thought, oh, he's wrong, he's wrong. Liked everything else that he talked about except everything doing with government, doing with policy. No, we're not supposed to go there. We just don't need to go there. I, I, no. And I have come to realize us keeping that segment out of our belief system is what's keeping us from having a great awakening. But I believe the church is waking up to the fact that even that area, and that's really why I'm doing what I'm doing, is to try to help the church wake up that we need to bring that aspect of life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ just like every other aspect, just like every other arena of life, they all need to bow the knee to Jesus in our lives. We need to be seeking his kingdom. Today's text that I want to read is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We tend to read this around Christmas a lot. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now get this. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And remember, he's the head, we're the body. The government's on the shoulders. The government's not on the head. The government's on the shoulders, which means we bear the responsibility to submit it to him. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. His governing is supposed to 
continually increase until he finally is Lord of all. And all the nations of the earth are the Lord's and his Christ. You see, at this point, we, we relegate so much of the governments over to the millennium, to the new heaven and the new earth. We only see government activity in regards to God in regard to eschatology, the, the end times. Oh, yes, eventually, but now it's not. Well, if you'll recall, Jesus in Matthew 25 it says when he comes back, he will actually put the sheep on the right hand, the goats on the left, and these, it says, they are the nations. If you would, even during the tribulation period, there will be sheep nations, nations that are primarily in line with God. But then there will be goat nations, nations that are not in alignment with God. And a lot of people say, well, you know, this is the end times and they're not going, you know, we, we just got to expect evil to prevail. No, it tells us there will be sheep nations. Now the question is, is do we want to work to help America be a sheep nation? Or, for lack of a better phrase, and some of you may have difficulty with how I say this, but I'm talking about it in a very literal way biblical sense, are we going to let it go to hell? Are we going to let hell and the devil have America? Or are we going to endeavor to make America a sheep nation? Which are you going to do? Because there will be a judgment <laughs> regarding which type of nation we are. And I think if we're going to seek first his kingdom, we can't just go, oh, well, you know, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a goat. You know, it's going to be a nation out of alignment. No, at that point, I think the king will ask us, why didn't you seek to bring it into alignment with you, with me? Why didn't you work to that end? You were to seek my kingdom. You were to seek to advance my kingdom. Why didn't you turn America, or at least work, you know, to make it a sheep nation. You see, I want to be, when, when the trumpet sounds, I want to be busy about his work. I want to be busy about the kingdom. I don't want to be, well, you know, you, you know, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, I'm just going to sit here and hold the fort till Jesus comes. No, that would be being a lazy and slothful servant. Now, I understand it's not the most exciting thing in the world at times. Matter of fact, it can be very frustrating at times. But the bottom line is, is when I stand before him, I don't want him asking, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you work to make your country that I gave you why didn't you work to keep your country in alignment with me? You see, at that point, what, what, what will I answer if I don't? You see, we have a responsibility. We have a stewardship to 
increase his government. And again, notice in verse 6, the government is on his shoulders. He's the head, we're the body. So often we just think about the feet and hands, but the shoulders are in the body as well. And the government is on his shoulders. The government is on his body. We have a stewardship responsibility to work. We can't always guarantee success because other people are involved. They have to choose to submit to him. But it is our responsibility to at least work and to apply effort to turn our nation into a sheep nation. Now, very quickly on some of this, separation of church and state, if you want to know what that actually is, and I have no problem with Thomas Jefferson's statement about there's a wall of separation between church and state. I have no issue with that because what he was talking about was really the First Amendment. Congress shall pass no law establishing religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The First Amendment is the wall of separation. Government cannot establish that I have to be a Christian, that I have to be a Muslim, that I have to be a Hindu, that I have to be a Catholic, that I have to be a Baptist. Government has no jurisdiction there. But also, it has no jurisdiction to prohibit the free exercise thereof. And we've been allowing our government to prohibit the free exercise of religion. We have allowed them to tear down the wall of separation. We've allowed them to tear down that wall of separation. They have torn it down or in the process of tearing it down, it's been breached. And they are in many cases prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Our free exercise of our faith is a part of the separation of church and state. We'll continue this again tomorrow. God bless you.